welcome to Connector Pods, commercial services group recruitment podcast for job seekers and employees alike. In today's episode, we're talking to Luke Boatman about managing your personal and professional development as a part of Connector Surrey's February campaign. Hello, Luke. Hello. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Yourself? I'm not too bad, thank you. So if you could just start us off by letting the audience know who you are and what you do. Yeah, of course. Um, so... I would probably say on the on the actual link itself, but I'm Luke Boatman. I'm the team leader for Connect2, sorry. Um, me and my team um, recruit qualified social workers across both adults and children's services, across the four quadrants of a uh, Surrey Council, um, as well as work as a uh, almost like an account manager, a vendor management company as well, um, supplying external partners, um, social workers into Surrey as well. Brilliant. Thank you. So let's get on with the first question. How do you prioritise and plan for your own personal and professional development within the company? I think the first thing's key for me is, and it, I think it's, it works in all aspects of life, is finding somewhere where you're happy. Um, previous companies that I've worked for, I, I have been happy there and I have you know, this natural human instinct to want to progress, especially if you enjoy what you do. Um, I've been with commercial services now for, for five years nearly. And from day dot, I've enjoyed every minute of it. And it's a simple question in my head really is that, yes, the progression part, it's always something I've wanted to do. I started off as a, as a traditional kind of recruitment consultant as for, you know, the, the, the best way of saying it and um, slowly moved and progressed my way to, to a senior consultant. Um, so that was a really, really good day for me. Um, then you know it, it kind of all starts to land at your feet when you when you really start to enjoy what you do and you know become a managing consultant over in the the Connect Two Kent team, which was our, our original joint venture with with Kent County Council, um, and now over to Connect Two Surrey as a as a team leader um, or managing consultant, and everyone has a different way of putting it, but um, it's, it's it's been key, and I think that's, that's something that I've always wanted to do, um, and it's just how you portray yourself to to those around you. Um, for them to kind of, the best way of saying it really is to highlight it so that you can highlight it to others around you and, and where, where you want to go, happily have those open conversations. Don't be afraid to because it's your own progression. Um, so, you, you know, you have a, a right to an answer um, and I've never been afraid to kind of ask that question um, in, in, in a, at least in a diplomatic way. <laughs> can you share any examples of training workshops or any other development opportunities that you've participated in and how they've impacted your role? Yeah, um, I'm recently I was on a, um, a future leaders uh, training course um, with various other colleagues from around the business. Um, see, commercial services is huge and you know, it isn't just connect to Surrey or the, or the recruitment brands. Um, and parts of the business identify and those that you know, they believe will be go on to be strong leaders um, and what you know our vision is as, as a company um, so that was that was really really great to be on it, it's it opens the mind out a little bit of how to strategically think when you're dealing with any kind of day-to-day situations whether that be involving management of staff or management of situations or or just having time to self-reflect on what you want to do um, or what I would like to do personally um, Brilliant course, to go, really, really good course to go on. I'm kind of keeping an eye out for, for what comes next with that. Wow, amazing, thank you. So how does the company support your personal and professional development? Are there any specific programs or resources in place? 
Well, the company's grown um, and it's, it's, it's changed massively uh, from, from the moment I was originally here to how it runs now. And I don't think, you know, it could be down, partly down to who sits at the top and that, that, that change. And that's not discrediting anyone. Um, but as the recruitment business has grown and the implementation of, you know, Stephen, the service director, um, has been really, really key to my, to my progression. Um, obviously, you know, Cherie, who I, I work with now, and, and Amy Berry, um, the Connect to Kent team, who as well, who, who really put me in the, the limelight with some opportunities and kind of did stick a, a, an olive branch out in a way and, and give me that kind of push in a leap of faith to, to really kind of progress and put myself in situations where I found myself in now, um, which, yeah, I can't, can't fault anything in regards to my progression. I think very transparent um, and if there is any knockbacks, there's a reason for that. And that, whether that be financial or whether that be any kind of restructure, um, it's, it's, it's still parts that you learn um, and, and the way that the business does shift. And it's not only given me an opportunity to see progress myself throughout the company, but it's given me more of a working knowledge around how the co- uh, company operates, um, which has been really, again, fantastic to kind of understand. Amazing. Thank you. So how do you stay current with the latest trends and developments in your field? So I, my, my field is qualified social work, which is a bit of a, not a tricky one, but it is an ever shifting market. Um, and it is a challenging market. I think just down to the, the one, the criteria and the hoops that, that social workers do really need to go through when they uh, originally do become an expert in their field. But from what it was five years ago to what it is now, completely different. Um, so it's trying to one tap into the market to see what market trends are, and that's you can you can find that out from colleagues. You can do that from your own research online. Our external suppliers, you know, we've built relationships with them over time. And my, me personally, I've built relationships with them over time. That you can ask that question to see what other you know, local authorities who are not really competitors but are competitors in a in a in a nutshell um, to to see what's going on there and if there's seems to be a shift in you know workers or that, or that people within that field you know no longer wanting to be in that field or the recruitment aspect of how many people are coming through to to, to earn that qualification so it is very very interesting qualified social work and it's, it's it's so beneficial to day-to-day life and unfortunately you know those for that are a little bit underprivileged or, or do have um the need to use the the uh, social services um it's always something to keep an eye on because you know everyone's affected by it. Whether you know someone that's you know that does have to be supported by any you know, support workers or, or social workers, um, children that are in care. We as recruiters and especially you know my team, which I like to install, but myself personally, it's it's we work in a field where we are actually making a difference um, by placing people. Um, within these roles, uh, especially good quality people. And when you do speak to your candidates and you hear that kind of feedback back, you get a better understanding of what they are really doing on a day-to-day. No one can teach you social work as a recruiter. Um, you can only learn it from your candidates. And that's the best part about the job sometimes is that without them going into too much detail, which confidentially they can't, you having those conversations just, again, expands that, expands your mind and knowledge with stuff you never knew was even a thing until you, until you speak to these people. So, um it's kind of a couple of ways that I keep up to date with it. It's a lot of, lot of talking to people. That's great. Thank you. 
How do you measure your own personal and professional growth within the company? I think if you would have asked me this 10 years ago at 18, well, yeah, I've been a little bit old now. Um, yeah, if you had asked me about, eight, uh, you know, about 10 years ago when I was about 18, I don't think I would have ever asked a question on how do you think I'm getting on. Even though that's one of the things they probably teach you to ask when you do your, your CV writing at school and, you know, these are the things to look out for in an interview. Um, it's the relationships you build that uh, allow you to ask those questions. And I know I said earlier you shouldn't be afraid to ask those questions, and you shouldn't. But I think if you've got your relationship with those uh their opinion not matters more, but obviously are ultimately the decision makers in, in what you do in, on a day-to-day, i.e. your Stevens, your, your Cherise, your, your Helens, your Amys. Um, you can ask that question freely. And as long as you're not getting ahead of yourself in the response, I think this it's, it's a good position to be in. So again, asking the question, I think I can measure it myself. And I, I've never been bored in my role. And, and at times in previous roles where I have been, I've gone right. Is it because I don't like what I do or is it because I don't know where to go next? And I've never felt bored in this role. And it doesn't mean I don't know where to go next. It's, it's, there's always opportunities that are coming up and there's always something that's different. And we work in a field that is constantly changing. That, that aspect is harder to measure. So asking the question to the right people for me is always the best approach. That's brilliant. Thank you. So when it comes to a career growth opportunity within your own company, how do you identify and pursue that? So I've been quite lucky in regards to when, when I've been here, I've, I've worked a variety of different uh, desks or even though I've permanently been on qualified social work, I've always been happy to kind of put my finger in another pie, uh, if, if the best way of saying it, I suppose, um, where I've supported with uh, admin desks or care desk or interpreter desks, um, interim and professionals. So I've always wanted to get a better understanding of everything that operates around me as well as not just within my own little bubble. I've been involved in some great projects as well. I mean, before, before Connect to Surrey come along, um, working in Connect to Kent, the mass testing project, that's 1,300 people in the middle of a COVID lockdown um, for asymptomatic testing sites, um, which was a, a, a different experience. It was so rewarding, um, especially obviously for what was going on in the world at that time as well, to know that you, again, were making a difference by not only keeping people in work that had unfortunately lost their jobs during lockdown, but um, might have been on furlough or you know, getting them out for, for those that might, you know, unfortunately suffer from any kind of mental health issues, um, you know, going out and, and being interactive with people is, is, is key. And especially during the lockdown period and the home office at, at the moment as well, that's a, a big project that we've got going on with, um, within the, the, the recruitment team. And again, that's a, a different fabric of life that you would have never thought would have been so crucial with, um, unaccompanied minors uh, going through horrific journeys to come over to the UK just to seek asylum and seek refuge um, and being part of that to be able to supply you know strong staff and supportive staff as well as um, you know team leads to, to oversee all of that and build relationships with the home office has also been been uh, an eye opener and it's it, you're never short of opportunities here I think it's the best thing to see in it's you, you your eyes are always open to different different concepts. I mean, even with the, the staff events and you, you chat to those that have been working in landscaping or, you know, like yourself working in marketing, no idea what, what you guys would have ever done before, apart from maybe a nice couple of pictures that might have gone up on in there. I don't mean to sound, you know, um, horrible by saying that, but after meeting you guys and actually working closely to a marketing team, it expands so much more. And it's just, you're never short of an opportunity here. It, it, you've got the facilities to be able to go on to the, the job portal to have a look, not that I really tend to because I'm happy with what I'm doing, but 
it, it, the options are always there. Amazing. Thank you. How do you set and achieve personal and professional development goals? I think it measures up with what you want to do and what you want to accomplish outside of work as well. So for instance, for me, it's my next kind of big goal is buy a house with my partner. Um, so as any aspect in life, you want to make sure that you are either comfortable with where you are and, you know, you see longevity within the role and, you know, we are a, a local authority owned um, recruitment agency or business. So we are generally very, very secure. Um, but again, obviously, then it comes into salary and again, happy, but very, very, very competitive um, field that we're in and, and, and that aspect. So that's how I measure most of my goals in regards to where I want to go next and progression wise. I think, I mean, ideally, my next step for, for what I want to do would be a business manager, you know, be what, what Cherie is doing and Amy is doing. And I'm sure they have the same aspirations to, to you know, look at what Stephen's doing. Um, but I'm happy with what I do at this moment in time. And I, I have no need to change that unless an opportunity arises. And I think I could ask the question or I can just continue to work hard and, and until I feel like I'm 100% certain and ready and want to do so, maybe ask the question again. But you know, that opportunity in the business is very good at identifying um, the talent that we have within um, the field to, to, to give them that opportunity to ask the question. Um, and I have one-to-ones with, with my managers and I have one-to-ones with my manager's managers. It's, it's, it's something that we, I've never worked with before, which has been brilliant. Um, that you not feel like you're going above someone's head, but they can happily approach you uh, to ask that question. It's, 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 a, it's a, a different way of doing things and I enjoy that. Brilliant. Thank you. How do you balance your personal development with your day-to-day responsibilities and workload? Uh, I think it comes hand in hand. Personally, I think if you're, if you're doing a good job with and what you're, you know, your day-to-day is supposed to be your day-to-day, you do that well and you just add that little bit extra. A little bit extra is what always catches the eye, I think, of, of those that, you know, want to seek talent and want to, to help progress within. So I don't think it's a case of me having two separate lists. For me, it's, it's just doing what I need to do and more. Um, and it might be different to, to, to anyone that's listening to this and that's outside of the business, but in regards to our business as a whole, get noticed. If you're doing it right, you get noticed. And I think that's, that's the reason why we are as successful as we are at this moment in time. That's brilliant. Thank you. Can you share any examples of how your personal and professional development has been recognised and awarded in the company? I mean, yeah, I think we, we've pretty much touched over this, but um, Cherie's been brilliant since I've, I've been here at Connect to Surrey, but I've, I've only been here a short period of time. Um, you know, my, my biggest advocates, I think, for my progression, especially over the last few years, has been Amy very specifically at Ken and, and Stephen, um, who's service director, which is key to kind of identifying what I am good at. Um, you know, and it's not to in my own, own horn because we're all good at stuff and, you know, we're also not as good with stuff. Um, but they've, they've really helped me work on my strengths and, and iron out my weaknesses, as for say. Um, can't think of enough, really. Really, really good. Really, really supportive. Um, and it could be different, you know, if it, it could be the exact same thing if it was a different business manager and a different service manager, but, or service director, sorry, but I don't know, call, call us lucky at this moment in time. <laughs> what advice would you give to other employees looking to grow and develop within the company? Don't get me wrong, there's always the days where it's not, or it's not one story. We, 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 we work to, 
to you know, fund our lives, essentially. Um, the only advice I can give someone is that you shouldn't be afraid to ask. I don't think I've come across anyone in business, especially recently, where I've, you know, I've spoken to him and I was like, oh, you know, who's your manager? And you do when you're working on that work environment. And no one said anything bad about anyone. It's, it's, it's such a weird con. It almost feels a bit too surreal. Like you almost kind of feel like, well, nah, go on, give us some gossip. But no one does because no one's got anything really bad to say. So, but the only thing I would say in regards to that progression aspect is obviously do set yourself a goal, where you want to be, where you want to be within a year, where you want to be within two. Um, the business always has, you know, these, these um, not upskilling guides, but almost kind of like a, a platform in which how you can progress. They've always got courses on. There's always something available for you to be able to, to enhance what you do. It has to start with you. It can't, you, 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 you could be there five, six years, but if you've done nothing extra, you're not entitled to, to any kind of progression. You have to want that. You have to, and when, once you want it, you're naturally going to um, look at how you do things on a day to day and then um, set goals and set plans to be able to progress and push yourself forward with that. And then get yourself in that position where if maybe you haven't been noticed as much and it's, it's very rare, but it can happen with all human beings, especially if you've got a, a bit of a, a, a stronger workload going on. Um, to ask that question because then you know you're in that position to be able to do so. Um, that's it. The bit of advice I can give is just keep keep doing what you're doing, just, just a little bit more. Unless, of course, you are you know overworked already. Then then maybe that's a separate question to ask. <laughs> that's fantastic. Thank you. So, final question from me: Do you have any final words of wisdom that you'd like to leave with the audience? Pretty much been my go-to kind of topic in this is that just don't be afraid to ask the question. Nothing bad's ever come of asking that question. Thank you for listening to episode seven. We'll be releasing an episode every month on Spotify, YouTube, and our own site. So make sure to subscribe to keep up to date. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, email connectorpods at gmail.com. Connect with us again in the next episode. Yeah.